If you have your ear to the ground, Vice President Kamala Harris might be telling you that Florida is teaching students that slavery benefited the slaves. We'll break down the curriculum and discuss why the vice president is openly lying. Also, Governor Gavin Newsom in California has strong-armed a California school district into including LGBTQ ideologies into their social studies curriculum. We can talk about trying that in a small town and why that's caused a firestorm over the last couple days and Libs of TikTok shares with us that masking in 2023 might just be for more than the immunocompromised. All of that today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Hey, welcome in. Tuesday edition of the Palmetto Family Matters Show, the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. July of 2023 has now officially become the second highest month of downloads and listens and plays and views that this show has ever had. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. It is 11.19 a.m. on Tuesday, July 25th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Let's go now quickly to Vice President Kamala Harris, who, as always, is going to share with us a beacon of wisdom from that brain that has an IQ amount of seven. And while they do this, check it out. They push forward revisionist history. Just yesterday in the state of Florida, they decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us, and we will not stand for it. Okay, so Preachy McPreacherson, um, first of all, she tells us to look it up. Don't worry, Madam Vice President, we did. First of all, Mitch, it's interesting because she's this the second time she said this. The first time was at a an a sorority fraternity legacy event that is mostly populated by African Americans. She said that then she trotted out the same line again in Jacksonville. Number one, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the Democratic Party is scared to death of Ron DeSantis. I don't think there's any question about that. But this has nothing to do with Ron DeSantis. They're trying to tie it to Ron DeSantis, but it has nothing to do with the governor of of Florida or the governor of California, for that matter. She's saying that students in middle school in Florida are being taught that slaves benefited from slavery. Now, Mitch, if I told you that the curriculum states that slaves benefited from slavery, that would be historically inaccurate, would it not? I I think so. In fact— This reminds me of a teacher I had in middle school who was a black man, African-American man, and he had something he said so often. He said, if you're going to quote me, quote me right. Now, it was a little inaccurate, and it's quote me correctly, correctly, but I think he had a point. The point is, if you are going to say something, make sure that it is as factually correct as you can possibly get it. And yet we have another instance in which Kamala, Ka- Kamala... Doesn't matter. And it, She's got a name. It, it yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, she and her friends, because she does not have her ear to the ground on this. Someone gave her this. And whether she believes it to be factually correct or not, the story has been contorted. The facts have been 
twisted. And you know what happens to facts when you twist them? They become lies. They become lies. And it's it, the, the beauty, the beauty of this is that a simple search of these facts because of FOIA and freedom of information and the transparency of education in the state of Florida, all of this is readily available. And I'm not downgrading or degrading what you've done, but just a quick search of this information yielded results. Yes, it did. And we have what the standards for the curriculum, education are, that she was referring to. We do have that. By the way, she's continuing to to tout this line. Um, I, if I go to my own, by the way, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Justin B. Hall on Twitter or X Twix. Anyway. Um, Is there a left and a right one? 19 hours ago, she, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris from her personal Twitter at Kamala Harris, gray check mark. In the state of Florida, they decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. They insult us and attempt to gaslight us, and we will not stand for it. My simple response to that, you're lying. Um, so she's not only said it once, not only has she said it twice, she's tweeted it multiple times. Of course. So now she's trafficking in the lie. Now, I want to make sure we understand that this... Curriculum was created by Florida's African American History Standards Work Group. Wait. One of its leaders. Time out. Governor DeSantis didn't personally write this? No. Oh, okay. No. I just and I just thought one of the people who did write it was, uh-huh. was an African American gentleman named Dr. William Allen. Okay. Do we see the issue here? So the vice president is trafficking in nonsense and in lies. But, you know, National Review, I want to thank National Review because they actually list out the curriculum, as I call it, curriculum. Um, Here are just a few of the things. These are points of the curriculum that these students will have to learn. Analyze how slave revolts that happened in early colonial, uh, analyze the slave revolts that happened in early colonial America and how political leaders reacted to such as the 1712 revolt in New York City or the Stono Rebellion in 1739. Examine the service and sacrifice of African patriots during the Revolutionary Revolutionary Era. Peter Salem, James Armistead Lafayette, the first Rhode Island Regiment, Crispus Attucks, the first person to die in the revolution Mm -hmm. analyze events that involved or affected africans from the founding of the nation through reconstruction explain early congressional actions regarding the institution of slavery explain the effect of the cotton industry on the expansion of slavery due to eli whitney's cotton gin here's the part of the curricula that she has a problem with Mm -hmm. instruction includes how slaves develop skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit so she's taking that and extrapolating what it says and Correct. saying it in her own words that slaves benefited from let slavery. Me, let me read. Sla- they, they, they benefited from some of the techniques and skills they gained while being slaves. That, they, that the skills they learned could, in some instances, benefit them. Yeah, and, and, and while I could see how it could be contorted to be offensive... On its face, there's nothing wrong with that statement. That you know, and and we could walk through. I am not going to try to compare slavery in America to any other uh, wrong because clearly it was and still is wrong because slavery is still occurring on the face of the planet right now. Yes. I mean, it's still occurring on the face of the planet right now, 
And it's happening, believe it or not, still in America. Sure. Um, through sexual slavery yep. and uh, labor. Yeah. Um, we, we, we'll talk about that later. All of it. It's wrong. And I'm not going to attempt to connect or correlate any wrongdoing to that of American slavery or slavery around the world. It's just plain wrong. What I will say is that it's important for us to understand if uh, uh, Frederick Douglass can learn how to read and write and then become this staunch ally and proponent of what happens through the Emancipation Proclamation, if he can challenge President Lincoln, because he did, then I would say that's that's a good thing. Whether who, would argue. Whoever taught him to read and write. And so it's a it's a it's a needle uh, you know it's got to be threaded i don't want to say that oh you know slavery was good no no clearly no it was wrong but were there things that people were taught or that they learned as a result of their circumstances or as a result of their enslavement that helped them and that they were able to use later on to defeat slavery yeah yes now, we have the vice president who is willingly lying about curriculum in Florida. By the way, isn't it interesting that um, that the racially diverse and historically accurate curriculum is being derided by Democrats while Democrats also push for curriculum that divides? Well, you, you, is, that, is that interesting? But that's well, some, like, some, not all, some. That's like pointing at the other hand. You know, every good magician knows how to employ misdirection. Look over here, and the magic's happening over here. So while that's happening in Florida, but it's not happening in Florida, if that makes any sense, in California... Are you saying that they're gaslighting us? I'm saying they're gaslighting mm. you by telling you that you're gaslighting them. Wait. Let's go to California. Not that I really want to, but let's do it. Mm. Gavin Newsom, Governor Kendall. That's yeah. <laughs> I heard he's good. Lizard for Lizard Man. Um there's a California school board in Temecula, California. Okay. Some people who might not be fluent would call it Temecula. Tem- <laughs> <laughs> they rejected a textbook that was being forced upon them, the school board, which has the authority to do this because local school boards can make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Shocking, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, they rejected this standard and this curriculum, and specifically this textbook, because it mentioned Harvey Milk. Okay. And the students should learn about Harvey Milk. If you remember Harvey Milk, we've had a discussion about Mr. Harvey Milk on the show before. Uh, one of the first openly gay um, city councilmen, I believe, um, in San Francisco or some area there. Um, we haven't gotten into the fact that he reportedly had several inappropriate relationships with underage boys. Anyway... So the school board rejected it. Gavin Newsom tweets, a school board in Temecula decided to reject a textbook because it mentioned Harvey Milk. California is stepping in. We're going to purchase the book for these students, the same one that hundreds of thousands of kids are already using. 
if these extremist school board members won't do their job, we will and fine them for their incompetence. $1.5 million fine. Yeah, buddy. So the school board caves. They've got to. Stare down the barrel of a million and a half dollar fine. Do we see a problem here? Do we see a problem? Are you saying that the government can wield its authority and power to execute justice or the tyrants can thereof and and i I run to romans chapter 13 we we fear the sword because it executes justice here's the problem though and i'm reading a book right now uh i'm reading a book good good for you (laughs) um by jeff meyer the leader of summit ministries and the truth matters and truth changes things um what is justice what is justice and what is Mm -hmm. injustice Mm -hmm. And there's a standard here. I'm just going to throw this out here. There's a standard of what justice and injustice yep. is, and it's not the truth's claim. It is the truth, mm-hmm. the way, the life, and there's an absolute standard. It's called the Bible. Well, Gavin Newsom doesn't really follow that. Okay. So we have two separate issues there with uh, the liberals, left wild leftists in power there. But now we move to something that I thought we wouldn't talk about anymore, and that is masking. Our friends Libs of TikTok share this video on social media, this dealing with masking, why it's important, and who it protects. Masking is not an option. The only thing that you're making optional is whether or not disabled people and immunocompromised people get to live. That is the option that you're making. And you are consistently choosing your own comfort over marginalized people's lives. And you know what that is? That's white supremacy in action. If you are in the health and wellness industry and you're not masking, either start masking or change your career. That's it. If you are not here for preventative care to help disabled and immunocompromised people, then you're in the wrong industry. You are, and you're just in that industry for your own ego. So you need to either get some integrity or quit your job, seriously. Because my life and my community's lives are on the line because you just don't feel like masking and I'm over it. I had to walk into my doctor's office today and not one person in the waiting room and on the staff was masking except for my practitioner who always masks my doctor's office. That's not optional for me. That is forcing me to walk into a space where I am unsafe and I'm putting my health at risk so I can go see my doctor. And if I get sick, I'm a visibly trans person. The likelihood that I will get a doctor who thinks I should be dead is actually very high, especially with where I'm at. I have had doctors comment on my post telling me that they think trans people should die. There have been people in our communities that have been laughed at by paramedics while they bleed out in the streets because they think being trans is some funny joke and they died. That is the reality for trans people right now. If you care about trans people, if you care about disabled people, if you care about immunocompromised people, or really anybody who is marginalized because consistently they are more at risk, BIPOC people are more at risk, then you need a mask. If not, then please go wave your flag for white supremacy because that is exactly what you're promoting. Stop pretending that it's anything else. I am so tired of hearing people say that they care about people and then sacrifice our lives for the sake of what? For the sake of what? So, couple things. (laughs) Number one, I'm going to put money, this person, uh, birdie.blossom on TikTok, tells me that doctors comment on 
this person's post because I'm not really sure what this person is. Uh, that, that this person would be better off dead, that trans people should die, and that paramedics laughed as a trans person bled out in the streets and died. Give me things that have not happened for $300, Alex. None of those things have happened. I'm sorry. Paramedics don't get to pick and choose who dies. All right? I, number two. You should mask... In 2023, when millions of Americans have 80% of their body makeup a vaccine at this point, because it protects disabled people and trans people. Did you know that trans people are more likely to get COVID, Mitch? Did you know that? No. Because, one, it's not true. Two, it's delusional, but so is transgenderism. And number three, it is... How do I put this kindly? Because you need to be kind. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Because masks... Mm, I've already said COVID, so we're already getting screen crawled, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. By and large, we have seen over the past two years of data, data, however you pronounce it, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Vaccines didn't work. These did not work in preventing the spread of the disease. Well, I would point Mass Birdie. Didn't either. Birdie here. Birdie Blossom. Birdie Blossom, who I think is a Beacon. biological male. Beacon of intellect. Um, ah. Says yeah. clearly trans. Well, they are trans person. Trying to, trying to fake the whole girl thing. Probably need to work on the bangs. Um, I like bangs. I wish I had bangs. Well, I think um, trying to pull off the Zoe Deschanel look isn't really working here. But cool. again, that's Whatever. not mean. That's just I would point Birdie yeah. here to the Johns Hopkins report um, that mm. was uh, published about a year and a half ago in which it states that virtually all PPE that we employed don't, don't bring logic in. Failed. Duh. That it did not work. That the spread of the Wait. virus was not curbed. Wait. At all. Wait. By so PPE. Wait. So you're telling me that the mask I had to wear, the little one that came in the box, you know, blue. Mm -hmm. yep. The one I had to wear to go into the, into the restaurant to walk to my table. Is just as effective as Linus's blanket from fending off the boogie monster. Which is so? What? What? Okay, okay, but what about the little shields that went above the booths that didn't go around them, but just went above them, where I was able to take off my mask when I got to the table? You tell me that didn't work either. No. So okay, so in twenty twenty three, COVID it, mortality rate is, you know, basically zero. Where are we? In terms of masking, do you know of any place that still requires you to wear a mask? When you possibly, go in? possibly a doctor's office, um, which I think he says that he was forced not to wear a mask. There was no requirement to. Now, here's the lovely part: there was no requirement to wear a mask. Thus, so, he's not safe. But if you wear the mask, then they in them. theory, you are safe. I mean, you're not, but it's coming to get you. But I mean, 
the logic train doesn't flow. COVID is not a trained Navy SEAL with a butter knife hanging in a bush waiting to stab you in the neck. It's a virus, and it's super it, deadly. It's and and for some it was not jumping no. down that no. for yeah. everyone. I was talking talking with someone last week about this and the difference between California and Carolina, and how and New York and Michigan. And Florida. North Carolina, our neighbor, yeah. those our Yankee neighbors directly to the north. I lived in Clover, South Carolina, which is literally on the border. You had to drive through Bowling Green, South Carolina. Bet you didn't know that existed. To get, to get to Gastonia, North Carolina. <laughs> but if well, you s- there were Gastonia. there were two there were two gas stations and Ironically, they were right next to one another, but the border was in between the two, and one was always five cent cheaper. But mm-hmm. you can't guess which state that one was in. South Carolina. This one. Um, but it was amazing, remarkable, outstanding to me, incredible, synonymous, uh, how different it was in Clover or Bowling Green versus Gastonia. And Gastonia is a rural big town. In, that is a very kind way to describe Gastonia. Uh, yeah, home of Cheerwine um, and Tony's <laughs> that's about, Ice Cream. It's about the only thing they got in Gastonia. Oh. Now. They don't even have the Grizzlies anymore. They got the Honey Badgers. They do. It's Indie remarkable ball. how much, how different it was. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to rain on anybody's parade. I am not going to, like, pull the mask off of someone's face and let it snap back pop at with this it. point. But it is important for us to understand facts. That mask is not doing anything for you. It. I heard one virologist say it would be like throwing BBs through a chain link fence trying to stop the COVID virus molecule mm-hmm. from getting to you i'm sure this person truly admires lord fauci and i'm He's a old great enough, american i'm old enough to remember when asked i don't think it's necessary for mask mandates but it uh, is the mask doesn't work and then it's it, not it won't stop anything and then a couple months later it was you need to wear four masks and some goggles probably not a bad idea i tell so you what go to walmart get a Get one of those bags. And duct tape it around your neck. <laughs> um, Don't do that. So, but but the big thing here is that masking protects trans people. Now, I believe that maybe, just maybe, we should start wearing masks to protect ourselves from the trans. But anyway, because it's a social <laughs> it, contagion. It spread? It's spreading like crazy. It's a social contagion. I'm going to get yelled at for that one, aren't I? Okay, final thing today. Oh. Let, while I'm already getting yelled at for one thing, let's get yelled at for another thing. We were obviously not here last week. And I consider myself to be a bit of a country music... Connoisseur? Connoisseur. Now... I will admit, I would not my be that my country music knowledge and the songs I listen to. Once you get past oh seven or oh eight, which my gosh was fifteen years ago, you're a big Rascal Flatts fan, aren't you? I'm not. No, I I can deal with the early Rascal Flatts okay. stuff. Later Rascal Flatts stuff, not Free my groove. I'm, but yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. I'm talking like eighties and nineties country was really good, and early two thousands. So like George Strait. 
Well, well, well. Uh, George Strait, Brooks and Dunn, Randy Travis. Um, Not Reba, though, right? I love Reba. <laughs> Reba is awesome. Now, here's the point. She's better than Dolly. Here's the point. Whoa. Whoa. Fight me. Here's the point. <laughs> Dolly's only popular amongst the I, LGBTQ I, so a few crowd. A of our viewers, listeners, they are texting you right now. Tell you what. Comment below and tell me why I'm wrong, and I'll tell you why I'm right. Now, there's a, there's a country music artist... Named Jason Aldean. There is Jason Aldean. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, after Big Green Tractor, it, it, I'm slipping into the country accent here. Yeah. I now, Jason Aldean's been around for a long time. All right, his first big hit was a song called Hicktown. Hicktown. We do it different down here. Is basically the the thing you can see the neighbor nailing shingles on the wall and his mom smoking Paul Malls while she's watching the Laura Ingalls show. Like, all of that stuff. All right, so he had a song describing small-town America. How did I miss this? That was his first song. It's like 05, 06. Oh. Now, he's become much more openly Republican. Again, I'm being very careful with how I use the Not term conservative. conservative. I'm very careful with the term conservative now. Okay. Okay, so he's openly Republican. Which we're nonpartisan. Exactly. Putting that out there. So but we are conservative, but we are nonpartisan. Yep. So but but again, I think the line draws itself and, pretty and distinct. You've, you've seen and heard us hit on both sides. It just seems like yeah. one side of the argument gives us a little more um now, show material. Jason Aldean has a new song. Mm-hmm. Called "Try That in a Small Town." Okay. This, this came out. I was on vacation. I emerged from <laughs> under the a forest. rock in the forest, and of I go into Western town, North Carolina, and I go into town. town. Yes, the they, one to the right of me was a very small town. The other one would be regarded as a big town, and the one forty-five minutes away is a bigger town. So. Jason Aldean comes out with this new song, Try That in a Small Town. I listened to it. I thought, okay, "Eh, okay, it's a pretty good song. I mean, it's the 2023 version of Country Boy Can Survive by Hank Williams Jr. I don't think there's any... If you you need a refresher, the the preacher man says it's the end of time. I'm not reading all the lyrics. Mississippi, it's on the rise. No, it's going dry. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Well, it it, it does both. The Um, The interest is up and the stock market's down and you get... You only get mugged if you go downtown. What year was that written? 1981. Man, things don't change, huh? Interest rates still up and the stock he, market's still down. Oh, uh, Bocephus lives in the uh, back in the wood, you see. Uh, my woman, which I don't recommend you calling her that, uh, his lovely wife, his kids, the dog, and me. Dogs. I got it. He's got multiple dogs. My bad. I've, uh, cool. They're under the porch. Uh, I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive. We're getting crawls for that one, too. Yep. And a country boy uh, can't survive. That's that's the okay. opening to Now, stanzas. Jason Aldean writes a song. Well, mm-hmm. his writers write a song in 2023. I'm going to read you the first uh, two. I'm going to read you the first verse. Okay. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjack an old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool. Will act like a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop. Spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Jason's not big on rhyming. Yeah, you think you're tough. This is the chorus. <laughs> this is the chorus. It's free verse. <laughs> like free bird. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it. 
down the road, see what he did there, around here we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't try that in a small town. You see the sw- the bait and switch. Yeah. Then then I'll give you one more. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. Now he's up to the ante. They say one day they're going to round up. Well, that blank might fly Crap. in the city. Good luck. And then goes right here, talks about good old boys being raised upright, and mm. if you're looking for a fight, okay. don't try that in small town. Anyway, all that. Now, the big kerfuffle is not necessarily the lyrics of the song. Some have argued that they're um, antiquated, outdated. That how? They're, that happened last week. They're oppressive. How? They're how is it racist? Okay, so it, it, I'm, I'm just going to ask the question on, on the lyrics. So I think we could have some nuance mm. on the music video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the lyrics themselves... Is it racist to point out something that happened? Well, he's saying maybe you shouldn't sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. I don't. Maybe you shouldn't carjack an old lady. Maybe you shouldn't burn the American flag. Irrespective of your gender, your color, your ideology, uh, we're to be kind to people, and so don't hit people, don't sucker punch people, don't carjack an old lady at a red light, don't rob a liquor store, <laughs> don't go to a liquor store, and then don't rob. There you go. Right. If, so, and if you think that's cool, well, try that just, in a small. <laughs> Try that in a small Don't town. Don't curse a cop or spit in his, his or her face. For that matter. And, yeah. and don't, whatever you do, attack the cop's horse. Um, They'll give you and, a swift kick. Have pride in the American flag. Don't stomp on it or light it up. All right. So, the problem many people have with the video is not the video or, or, or the, the, song. the song. It's not the song. It's the video. It's the music video, which okay. takes place in Columbia, Tennessee, not Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> Columbia, Tennessee. We've missed that one. Um, the the courthouse square, mm-hmm. the town square, mm-hmm. is rife with racial. There have been issues. racial tensions. There have been issues there, including a few public lynchings. Um, and 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 I don't have that tab up. Anymore. Okay, there's one. There was a public lynching there in 1927. There was yes. also a race riot in. Well, I call it a race riot. It was yeah. an uprising in the 1940s. I'm looking, uh, the there were t- 1946. There was a race riot there. Um, I'm of course I I'm having to go back. So so here's my question then. Why? Why the? Why the choice? So. Let's let's can. let's walk through two possible sc- scenarios. We're gonna call it a scenario yeah. today. Um, there's the there's the nefarious and sinister scenario that uh, Jason Aldean, whether culpable or not, um, his writers, his scout location scouts found a place that um, I'm looking for. The two people again, Cordy Cheek uh, and Henry Choate were the two most notable. One was seventeen years old, um, where they were lynched. And as we we've said at the beginning of this episode, and we're going to close with, there are parts of American history that we need to learn from because they are wrong. Yes, anytime racial injustice has occurred, it is wrong. I don't know how how to more directly state that. And there are parts of our American history that are disgusting. And we've got to learn from it. Now, the sinister view is that someone knew about this courthouse and they propped up 
this music video in front of it. And I, I watched the behind-the-scenes version of the song where they talk about doing a rock and roll look with the lights and the the fog and they use the i think they use the um steeple or not steeple but whatever the bell tower of the uh courthouse as a backdrop for like the burning flag and stuff like that it's some interesting picture work here cinematography sure that's one view and if that's the case okay you got a point if they used it and they knew that that happened and they were aware of it and they did it on purpose, you got a point. I don't think they were aware of it. Though. Okay. I, and I don't know. And and we may learn a week, a month, a year. We may never learn that they were aware, but we may. And if so, okay, that was wrong. The other possibility, a little less nefarious, maybe a little more practical, is that Aldine, his scouts his producer whoever who live in maury county tennessee thought well that'd be a cool backdrop for a small town america because it's something they're used to seeing they're not going to go to nashville maybe to film a song maybe there's an ice cream parlor on the town square and they took their kids that i don't know but I, i'm thinking through clover south carolina or um because i've already mentioned it or um, another small town in south carolina and you're there, and you're like, man, that's cool. I like that square. Edgefield, perfect example of this. Edgefield, South Carolina. Now, somebody's going to tell me that Edgefield has a sordid past, and maybe it does. Most southern cities will. So they're like, that would be cool, and so Sorry. they talk to the mayor or the town council. They get the approval, maybe the city town manager, and they do the video without ever doing research. Now, one would say they should have done their research. I'm not even go. You can't do stuff in front of the state capitol, which is for those of you watching right over. I think right over there. Yeah, you got. Your you point can't right. do stuff over there without also saying it has a sordid past. There, I mean, I mean, we just we talk about flag down yeah, we can talk ago. about speech and and representation and that sort of thing, expression. There was a there was a flag hanging on top of the building and then in the front yard or backyard, backyard. depending on uh, and now it's in the Confederate relic room in the very back. Um there there have been issues on our own state house grounds. Um here's here's the problem I have. Here's 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 where I'm going to go with this. And I agree with you to to an extent and I think that, you know, if you want to be more racially conscious, I think that's a good thing. I think at some point we have to understand the malfeasances of the past while also understanding that's not what the song's about. Uh, This article from NPR, which are your tax dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen, basically deriding country music, and here's where I have a problem, saying that southern small-town life is more idyllic than city life. Of course it is. Of course it is. That, that in the South... For the traffic alone. No one wants to live on top of one another. No one wants to lay their head down at night and hear sirens all the time. Sometimes people want to live in a small town where they know every neighbor in the neighborhood, where their kids can all play together, where you all go to relatively one of the same two or three churches, like, where you hang out on a Friday night and you can let your dog loose a little bit. I like coming home after the football game and sitting, especially in the fall... 
and sitting out in the backyard and looking up at the stars without all that light pollution. It helps. Yeah. Now they say there's a lot of songs. Country music has a has a rife past with this mm-hmm. um, animosity towards urban areas and country songs grew particularly pronounced in the post World War II decades. Just as the majority of country listeners urbanized, songs like Ray Price's City Lights and Stonewall Jackson's Life to Go both were recorded in 1958, depicted cities as dirty, lonely, violent places. Cities outside the South were a frequent target. Bobby Bear's Detroit City in 1963, Ben Peters' San Francisco is a Lonely Town in 1969. In 1970, Buck Owens wrote the song, I Wouldn't Live in New York City If They Gave Me the Whole Bleep Town. And George Jones and Tammy Wynette's song, Southern California in 1977. Um... Merle Haggard wrote Big City in 1982, Dottie West's Country Sunshine in 1973, even recent songs like Tim McGraw and Faith Hill's Meanwhile Back at Mama's in 2014 continue to be depicted as idyllic. What's the Alan Jackson, The Front Porch? Um, oh, uh, we got two. Yeah. He, he wrote Red several. Dirt Road, Brooks and Dunn. How dare we talk because... about these staples? Okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Wild leftism continues to want to erode everything. You need to live in a place where we can control you easier. And that's in a city. And if you like small towns, you're the problem. You're because rebel. If you're, because, if you like small, because if you like small towns, odds are you're flying the Confederate flag. Which, which again, you have the right to do that. Whether, whether we agree or disagree with that. Amendment, you can do yeah, that. Yeah, it's expression. It's expression. Secondly, Jason Aldean has the right to sing this song. Jason Aldean has the right to... Do the video from where he wants to. It's okay to do that and still understand the point and, and where it was. In show prep, you brought up other songs and the lyrics, and we're not going to repeat any of those because um, we we believe, we believe in censoring ourselves There's at times. There's a song by Cardi B. You know what it is. Uh, but, no, be a, no, yep, okay, you know what okay. it means. Okay. You know what it is. We, we champion that as a great song for women's liberation. And, and, and she, has, <laughs> she has the right to... Sing that song. She does. Just because but, you have the right to do something doesn't mean you But you also should. have the right to cover your children's ears. And eyes. And eyes. The same right that a person at a church has to walk around with a Bible, a, a, a Christian to walk around with a Bible, or sure. a person to wave a Rainbow Coalition flag. The pride flag? Sure. They have the right to wave that flag. A, a person can walk through downtown America, whatever street, with a swastika on their arm. Disagree with it. I, I think mm, I'll reserve what I think. Um, yeah. They're uh, they're dumb. Yes. Um, they're, yes. And, and their re- ideology is really messed up. Um, yes. But they have the right to wear it. They have the right to wear it. Now... The consequences of that action. Let's talk about fire in a crowded building because everyone runs to that. There are consequences to what you say. In this case, a Ooh. song in the mar- on the market, yeah. whether it goes to number one or not, it and did. it did. <laughs> it did. There are consequences. Sure. If you put that song out, uh, country music television, which hasn't shown a country music video in years that I'm aware of. And they're definitely not showing this um, one because they took it down. They they could pull your video. This is the same. Cardi B and her, her music. There are consequences. If I carry a Bible in public, if I, if I wear a shirt that says, I love Jesus, 
there are consequences to that. The same as if you walk downtown carrying a flag, old Betsy Ross, uh, or if you have a flag, uh, the pride flag, or or a German flag with a swastika. There are consequences. They could be good rewards. They could be negative. So Expression comes with consequences. What we do know is that this is just the latest episode in what I believe to be a significant culture shift in the United States. Bud Light is now cheaper than water. <laughs> um, Target lost millions of dollars. Disney's, Disney's struggling. Disney's struggling at the box office. And this song went to number one. Not number one in country music. Number one. There's a silent majority still out there, and they're voting with their feet. Correct. That's why South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, even North Carolina and Louisiana were some of the top ten states in terms of e-migration. The number one house, the, the two states, uh, the four out of the top five were in the southeast. The two states with the best housing markets, the strongest housing markets right now. Florida. Florida is number one. Is South Carolina number two? Number two. Yeah. South Carolina's number yeah, two. that's why it's hard for me to find a house right now. The, the point is, the point to this, and I understand people's concerns, and I, listen, I think I'm, I think I'm a compassionate individual. I think I, I think I'm empathetic. But we have to stop getting our feelings hurt over every single cotton-picking thing. All right? What we're seeing in this is a need for folks to be uh, Plaskett mentioned this, the representative um, in the United States Congress, that censorship is a good thing. They're ready to censor you only if you speak the thing that the party doesn't agree with, see 1984. So there's just a couple of things. Kamala Harris is lying about Florida's curriculum. Governor Gavin Newsom, soon-to-be presidential candidate Gavin Newsom, is forcing LGBTQIA plus minus ampersand division sign tilde exponent curricula on independent school boards. And then we have folks still pushing masking and we have, well, they think they're pushing masking. And then we have an outcry over a song, of all things. A song. A song. Listen to the song or don't. Wear a mask or don't. This is America, and everyone has the right to be wrong. That is true. And you might think we're wrong, and that's okay. And that's okay. But we want to hear from you, and we can do that in a multitude of ways. Make sure you... Download the Palmetto Family Council app. You can listen to every single podcast there. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels, including YouTube, so you can get updates whenever we go live uh, or whenever every show is up and ready to be streamed or viewed or listened to. Make sure you give us a five-star rating and review on every single podcast platform you can. Leave us a review as well. That way we pop up higher uh, in the search results. We appreciate it. Again, this is the second highest month we've ever experienced we're going to be having a new show beyond the walls coming out very soon you're going to want to make sure you tune in for that it's great equipping christians to share their faith beyond the walls of the church going to be a great show that's coming another show coming out uh soon you've already started lining up he's doing some great work on this is our candidate conversations show candidate conversations we are in conversations with every single presidential candidate 
on one side of the aisle at least. We're working on the others. We've reached out to others. We're working on the others as well, but we already have, we are lining up conversations with folks like Senator Tim Scott or Ambassador Nikki Haley, businessman Vivek Ramaswamy again. Uh, look for those in the coming weeks and months as we get closer and closer to that August debate stage and as we get closer and closer to the February 24th primary here in South Carolina. But for now, that's all the time we have on this edition of the fast-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. For Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Palmetto Family Matters Show.